in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here. So grab your assigned seat, sit back, and enjoy this week's top 10. Brought to you by the Schmoes No Network. Take it away, boys. Welcome, everybody, to the Top Ten Show Recap and Review. Uh, this week we're tackling... Oh, well, uh, oh, I'm sorry. This is John Roca. Hi, I'm Matt Nost. <laughs> this week uh, we're tackling uh, Bridge of Spies, the new Steven Spielberg film with Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, if you're a new listener, welcome. If you're an old listener, welcome. Just know this is a very spoiler-heavy I was about review. to say spoilers. That's the first thing that crop jumps to mind. Yeah. Just because we sometimes forget. We do. And then we get like five sentences into, and then the character does this, and then this thing, and then, oh, fuck, that just ruined the movie oh, for you. Oh, the ship sank. Oh, Yeah, shit. I don't think that's possible with this movie. No, right. Because uh, you already know. Yeah. You study history, American history, so. You know where it's going, at least right. even from the trailers. It's like, hey, it's a movie about spies. Yeah. Where do you think it's going to go? So what did you think, Matt? What did you... Um, I like it. You know what's funny is so after the last one we did, people talking in a theater. Oh yes. I saw it yesterday. Um I went and had lunch with uh my father in law. Oh great. So we met him for lunch and then he was like, Hey, I want to see that. Do you care? And we we're like, No. So we just went to a theater down by him and you know, it was middle of the afternoon at like three I think it was three forty was the start time. Yeah. So it was all old people and then me and my wife and her dad. And you know what? They were chatty through the whole movie. People were checking their phones. I saw more bathroom breaks than I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Didn't care because you're yeah. like, it's all old people. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's not a bunch of young punks. For it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, going in, you know what they've earned this. That's fine. You got to take five, you know, bathroom breaks. That sucks. I'm probably going to be there one day myself. Yeah. So enjoy. Go ahead. But there were people like there was a dude sitting behind us that was over explaining to his wife oh. the dumbest shit, and you're like, oh my god, really? She can't follow along on that level. What's going on? Okay, so he just showed, that's the German guy. They're like, oh my God, of course it is. They've only introduced so many characters. But <laughs> still enjoy the movie. It didn't take away from it did like it did in the last re- review we did for uh, The Martian. Martian, right. Or two reviews ago, recap right. and review. Uh, but yeah, I liked it a lot. What did you think? I liked it too. I thought it was a good movie. Maybe at times very good, but not great. Yeah, I don't. And, yeah. Early Oscar buzz. Oh, it makes no sense. Yeah, 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 it's a solid movie. Yeah, I mean, maybe for the acting, like Mark Rylance. Uh, Mark Rylance is the. He's great. He's fantastic. He's as, great as the Russian spy. I took a workshop from him, or I had an interview with him in '98 when we were studying in London through Florida State. He came and spoke to us because he was at the RSC at the time, and so he's a completely he's he's like that. What you saw in the movie, he is that kind of way. He's very like. Uh, stoic he's very thoughtful he's very like it's fascinating to watch how he uses that as an actor when he does his work and so you never I, I don't think you're ever going to see him in like a crazy role he just is not built that way no so it was perfect casting and you could see two different styles of acting with Hanks and with him yet both very, very oh yeah well the marriage done. between the two of them is great yeah right they play off each other really well yeah and I especially like the early scene where 
Hanks and Rylance meet up, and mm-hmm. he's got to basically prove his bona fides of why right. he should kind of let him handle the case. Right. And that eventually just goes, you know, have you ever tried? Right. Anybody, you know, any traders? Nope, you're my first. But I like that it's, you know, that he was an insurance claims attorney. Yeah. A very good one. Yes. At the top of his game, but at the same time. Yeah. And the negotiation for the spy as basically collateral as a future policy. Right. Makes perfect sense. Why wouldn't you? Right. And those are the best Best parts of the movie. The negotiations are the 100%. best parts of the movie. Like yeah. the best acting, the best conversations, the best back and forth is Hanks. And he's acting opposite all these different, like, well-known actors in their own countries. Uh, the German actor and the Russian, they're both the, the Russian actor and also Mark Rylance. They're all very well-known in their own countries as very, very good, solid actors, but different styles. And you see Hanks playing with all of them as he does his work as an actor. And it's fascinating. It's so good to watch. It's so fun to watch. That kind of stuff, yeah, you know, um, and then you see, and then you see the story, the history story of everything that's happening. It's it's a fun, which is know. great, and it's also like the. At first, I was uh, unaware of why they were building the B two bomber story up so much, right? And then eventually, you're like, oh, okay, what the idea of we use him as an insurance policy, and eventually we can trade him for, and it's like, okay, that's why they're doing that right. plot and whatnot. But it is all these simultaneous interests of various governments yeah. working against each other yeah. which it's interesting to look back now knowing that the threat was real but never came to fruition right so it's all posturing is basically yeah. all either side is doing at any given time right but it's it's great to see the nuance of that and the statecraft of i can't officially acknowledge you right but you are acting on our behalf and the credit will come after if you manage to pull it off right and from all sides like a uh, gdr we're not going to accept that prisoner because we're not willing to say that you're an actual country because we're in dispute of the, all of this. Right. So you're not going to get what you want. And that happened. Right. That was a real conversation yeah. that happened on some level. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is when the credits rolled, I didn't know it was written by the Coens or part written. Yeah. yeah. You know, part of three people, the two Coens and another gentleman. Yeah. Because um, there were some Coen-esque characters. And I was like, that's really interesting for Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Like the take on Dulles. Yeah, it was like a junior Cohen brothers character. While I was watching, I was like, "Wow, it's it's yeah. it's like Cohen's esque." He could and have then, been in uh, what was that one with Malkovich and Clooney, uh, and Brad Pitt. Oh, oh, son of a burn after reading, burn after reading. He could have that guy could have been in burn after. Yeah, reading. that easily. character could have been in burn after. Yeah, I agree with you, dude. But I think their their punch ups are what you see in the in the back and forths. You can tell the style, mm-hmm. with the style of the dialogue is very much style Cohen's style. And so there are certain moments where I could tell it was totally the Cohen's who wrote that scene. You could just see from the rhythm of the dialogue, you know, and that was fun to catch that. And I, cause I knew going in, right. Yeah. I didn't if know I until the credits rolled. Yeah. I might've gone back and be like, where, where the fuck would I have seen? Yeah. 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 If you're going into a gun, all right, I will study this in a different right. you know, light right. just cause, Oh, let's see how much influence who did what. See yeah. if we can figure out the line between the two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought Tom, Tom Hanks was, Great, especially in a couple like very specific scenes, is when he tells the young associate that he has to work that night, but he doesn't tell him that. Right, and he's like, "I got a date," and just stares at him. And the guy was like, "But I'm free," and he walks right. out, and he has that chuckle to himself because he knows full well that he's dating his daughter. But you don't find that out until the very next scene, right? But the chuckle alone is just like, "Yeah, you know, you're a junior associate. That's what you do. You work late nights. If I work late nights, That's because right. you haven't earned the right to take a night off." That's what's so great because you see that with Hanks, like. Hanks always plays these like, uh, oh, oh, usually plays these like nice guys, yeah. who do their job. But then he has those moments where he he has those those moments where he has yeah, to kind of he digs a little. Yeah, he digs a little. And yeah, I think that's great to 
watch that color in him now that he's an older actor. Well, I think that's also all the stories that I've heard now more is like as Tom Hanks has been Tom Hanks. Yeah. Is that's what you hear from other celebrities and whatnot talking about him? Be like, he is the nicest guy, but he will dig a little. Yeah. He will twist the knife just a little because he's Tom Hanks. He's almost unassailable. Yeah. Like, he would have to have a Cosby like meltdown for him to lose favor with the public. My God, the country would implode if Tom Hanks was, yeah, exactly. was like a raper of But children. I mean, anything like all the, even now to a new generation, like a couple yeah. years ago when uh, that dude passed out at the bar. And do you see that where Tom Hanks took his oh, cell phone yeah, yeah, yeah. and took a bunch of pictures with yep. the drunk guy? That that guy has no memory or recollection right. of meeting Tom Hanks. Right. And Tom Hanks fucked with you for like 10 minutes. Yeah. That's a great story. Well, apparently two weeks ago he found a student ID. He found some. Oh, and mailed it back. Yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. yeah. So he has those things that he does, right? And that's just kind of. And Murray does this. Bill Murray does the same thing. Exactly. Which we had we had our top 10 Bill Murray the other day. And it's the same thing. It was like he's. Uh, or it came out yesterday. He came out yesterday. <laughs> We're ordered, yeah, if we recorded three today because, once again, our schedules are so busy. We got a special episode coming up next week, a crossover <laughs> with the Horror Flicks gentlemen. Hey-o, hey-o. Uh, we should have a bell for these moments to plug. Ding, 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 plug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's what you do. You got to get right. the, you know, hey, keep it just a matter of keeping it all straight in the timeline in your head. That's right. Of, okay, this is coming out before what and this and that. And yeah. That's why I always get away with saying the other day because it never, it doesn't, it's, not, it's a not finite time. Sure. The other day, a year ago, could have been the other day. Yeah, yeah time is relative. Yeah, that's right. And we all experience it differently. <laughs> um, I got to interview Austin Stoll, the actor who played Francis Gary Powers. I interviewed. Oh, okay. Him. Yeah, for Schmoes, no, they they Disney wanted people to interview him, and Schmoes, I was like, "Do you want to do this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." I'm still learning to do it, so I'm happy to do it anytime they ask me to do it. And it was fun to talk to him. The guy is actually a very well spoken guy. He's on Public Morals on TNT. I tried um, watching that show. Yeah, it was boring. Yeah, I, my wife and I turned it off uh, half to two-thirds in the yeah. first episode, and yeah. we were like, nope. Okay. Just did not grab us at all. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. But um, but he was actually really well thought out about it, because he he had only, he only had a month to prepare for the guy. No, he's not on screen a lot, but um, apparently his, his son, the guy's son, Francis Gary Power's son, sent him like audio interviews that Francis Gary Powers did about the incident, did when he was writing his book, all this kind of stuff. So he would walk around New York with Francis Gary Powers uh, audio in his like in his earphones listening over so he could get the character down. It's just fascinating. Just even the smallest part of the film or a small one of the smaller parts of the film, there's that much dedication. Well, yeah, you, you should. Know? Right? Especially like you're lucky enough to be working in a Spielberg picture. Exactly. You're taking this seriously, so you're going to try and do as much as you can. Yeah. Because, you know, I, this might be an opportunity that opens up op- other opportunities. Right. Because it's Spielberg. Well, like, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but he was good in it. Yeah, and that's why they cast him. Spielberg cast him because he's on Public Morals, and Spielberg executive produces Public Morals. Ah. So he picked him out. He'd already, because he already, it's set in the 60s, he already has the cut. Yeah, so true. It was, it was all there. So you just put him in there. And, and he's, a, he's a decent actor. He does a good job. I think he does a good job uh, in the stuff that he's he does. He's not asked to do a lot. Right. Yeah, so it's, it's just kind of a... yeah. Couple scenes here and there that he has to speak. For the most part, he's just kind of sitting around, ask a question in a meeting once. Right, like not a whole lot. But the scene where the plane gets shot down—that's a lot of physical. Yeah, that was great. Stuff that he's doing. Which is I great. wonder if that's even remotely how it went down. Right. He managed yeah, to pull true. himself that back, like close to almost. There's no way like his fingers quivering that close to self-destruct because you don't have that kind of time. You're more than likely just lunging at it and trying to swipe. Yeah, because yeah. you're traveling it. You know, a oh. few hundred miles an hour straight back to Earth. <laughs> Oh, dramatic license. Um, 
What did you think about the? Did you my, my the reason I don't think it's a hundred percent a great film is because they would introduce little storylines and then we didn't see them to fruition. And which one in like particular? The, why why even have the daughter and the junior agent storyline if that's never going to go anywhere? They never go. It's 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 a I payoff. Guess the, yeah, a scene like two scenes later, but it's not it's not really worth it. Yeah, it's payoff. not. It's really not right. The joke was good enough that he had to cancel his date. We yeah, don't need to see who the date was, was with. And it's the girl they cast is in the Nick. This is a this is a woman who's fuck. I didn't even building. realize that was her. Uh-huh, that's her. really the Nick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm a, a I'm a fan of that show. Yeah, I like that show too. It's 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 uh, she's a up and coming actress. I don't know why she would take a part. Like this. There's nothing to the part because it's Spielberg. I guess you get to work with Tom Hanks. <sighs> yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess, how do you say no to that? I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Even if it's like, hey, it's a couple of days shoot, and it's this, and you right. know, it's not a whole lot on your end. Yeah, and you get to work with Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg. That's true. How do you say no to that? I guess. I guess you're right. Uh, <laughs> tell me if they paid you to say a line. Well, that's and you're in background for like three other scenes. That's you true. wouldn't do it. No, I would do it. Of course, I would do it. But if I'm a series regular on a show already, I, I would ask for a little bit more of a meteor part. But that like, part didn't exist. Because I'm building my part. Then why do it? Unless you make her the German girl that's uh, uh, in love with Pryor. Yeah. But she didn't work. have a whole hell of a lot. Well, that's true. She that's had more. True. Right. Like, at least more to express. But Do you see this Pryor? Um, yeah. yeah. But th- this was a good exploration, I thought, also of, like, there was a lot of um, echoes into what's going on nowadays. And I thought there was a lot of some subtle echoes in the film of what we're doing now with, like, you know, Iraq and what we're doing now with ISIS. There's a little bit of that. I mean, because uh, at the time, and you see this in the film, and we can look on it back, look back on it now and be like, oh, yes, we can see why Tom would defend or why the character would defend this Russian spy by saying he, he's, he's standing up for his country. He's just doing, we would do, we do the same thing. Yeah, it's an, so interesting, it's an interesting argument. Excuse, right? Okay. Especially early on when he was saying that he's entitled to the same constitutional rights and be like, well, he's not an American, right. so he doesn't subscribe to everything that we do, thereby right. it doesn't. So then it's kind of, okay, well, universal human rights thing. Right, right. But yeah, when he's arguing before the Supreme Court saying yeah. we should honor tip of the cap to him because he's doing what we have our guys doing. Right. It's an interesting argument. Of course you're going to lose that. Well, that's what I'm saying. And, 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 but it's, but it's, it's a Five log- to four, though. Right. It's very close. And it's a logical argument. It makes sense, right? We're so, we can be so, at times you can be so xenophobic in this country that we think, oh, everything we're doing. Every country is. Well, I guess so. I guess so. Every country thinks they're doing the right thing. Yeah. But it's all Even about, when they get so. it wrong, their wrong is still better than you're right. Yeah. That's a good More point. often than not, but that's why I thought the movie echoed into what nowadays. Like, cause I'm not going to argue, but I think some people like who who fight their fights in in the middle. Like I, I like I said, I'm not an international politics major or a policies major at all in any way. But they're like they think they're doing the right thing for their country. They think they're doing the right thing for their cause, you know. And this guy, who knows how many lives this guy caused in real life. Yeah, by what the collateral the damage stuff. of his actions right, was. Yeah, right. that's never expressed because if you do that, then the character's not likable. Exactly. We don't want him to live. Exactly. When, and that's where I thought Steven, and that's why this is a Steven Spielberg film. It's a feel-good film to a degree. It doesn't go deep enough. Like, you have the bullets coming into the, um, the house. house. Yeah. That's the only time you see, like, the ugly underbelly of Americana. And maybe... Oh, no, you see way worse when, like, the Germans the are trying to cross the wall, those kids. Right, and right. they. Four of them get mowed down, especially the two on the West German side. Yeah, yeah. They get taken out by bullets. You're like, Jesus. Which is which is juxtaposed to him seeing those kids at the end, like climbing the fences. Yeah, I thought that was a bit much. Yeah, well, that's... 
yeah. older directors, they kind of late. We already knew where it was going, but yeah. that was also one of the things the old guy behind me was like, oh, that's just like it was when he saw that in Germany. <laughs> I'm not shitting you. Every Anytime, anytime something happened where it was blatantly obvious, you're like, yeah, of course, of course. I think the woman now should be taken out of here and taken to like professional care <laughs> if she can't follow along with that parallel that they're drawing. It's not like it was hidden or anything. Right. People got mowed down in gunfire. Of course, that's the first thing he's going to think of. But I did like the same woman being on the train went from she despised him to she had a little smile. Not too much, but she was, hey, you did do a good thing. I thought you were a shitty person before. Right. Uh, But but, there there wasn't more like, what was the cost of defending the guy with his firm? What was the cost? There's only that one scene where they're like, I know they should be taking all my stuff away. It's like, I, I, I wanted more. I wanted more scenes between Amy Ryan and Tom Hanks. Like, look what you're doing to the family. Look what's happening to us. Like, you know, little Tommy's getting made fun of at school, or Janie's not can't get a date, or is getting like ostracized by. Like, there has to be a real cost to these decisions. It isn't just about nobility. The reality is there are costs to these decisions, especially at the country in the country at the time. You know, the Russians, the Re- we weren't that far away from McCarthy. Like, it was McCarthy was had just finished up. So the Red Scare was still very much prevalent in, in the country. So I, I would have liked to have seen more. That's just my feeling. I, yeah, I just don't know where you're going to put that more in unless you make it a three-hour film. Oh, uh, yeah. Because okay. I, I, I don't think you can subtract any of the spycraft that goes on because then you'll yeah. just be lost. No, you're right. And you're like, why is this? Okay, they're really shady about So they have to focus. But maybe they shouldn't just fleshed out those aspects. Yeah. Maybe he just gets the case and he takes the case because he was on the Nuremberg trials and he understands the mm-hmm. right to every person's defense, no matter how deplorable they may seem. Yeah. Um, and I like the CIA scene where the guy was like, all right, so what's he saying? He's like, you know, and you are offending me yeah. on numerous fronts right now, <laughs> which is a great. I like that scene. It is. A, he's a grown Boy Scout. But at the same time. Yeah. I applaud the character for taking that stance of, you guys came to me. I got this through the pipeline. It's not from you directly. Yeah. So if you're hiring me, this is what comes with getting me. Right. And I'm not just going to feed you whatever the fuck you want to know. Yeah. You should have gotten some other patsy to do that for you, which I'm sure there was a line of guys. Apparently, everybody else in the judicial system <laughs> yeah, in New York this. <laughs> wanted this guy fucking dead, and yeah. you're the only one willing to stand, which kind of makes sense. Yeah. But I think, I think it's a film that probably could get better after a couple more viewings, maybe. I don't know if. I don't. I, I have this feeling like it might not be bad for me to go back and see it again because I saw it at a press screening. So you have everybody with their notes out and their pads out, or writing stuff, or their lights on and stuff. So you kind of have to deal with that while you're watching. But so, but for me, I just I I loved everything Tom Hanks did. I just thought overall the film didn't quite get there 100 percent for me to have the effect that it could have had. Because um, it's an important story. It's an important story. Now, why do you think? Any of the, if they're standing in front of any kind of windows and whatnot, it was always a whitewash. The light, the natural light coming in from outside in every shot, whenever they're inside, is blindingly white. You can't see what's out there. Mm. So you're focused on what's happening in the room. Right. And I kept trying to figure out why Spielberg kept, like, what was his message or intent in that. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if you would... Focused on it and had come up with anything because I just saw it yesterday. Okay, and I haven't really you know rolled the idea around my head yet. Uh huh. Can I, you I, suggest? Can you remind me of a scene where that happened? Um, let's see. the The first scene that comes up, the first one I can remember is when he's talking to 
they're meeting as lawyer and prisoner the oh, first time. Oh, in the but it's all white room. there. But yes. it's any time that there's subterfuge going on. Right. If there's an outside, it's during the day. What's oh, coming yeah. in is blindingly white. It right. washes out everything, so you can't see detail. You right. just see a blinding white light. And at times it's soft focus yeah. as well around. Yeah. Yeah. I and think... other times it's really hard edged, but right. for the most part, it's just like you cannot, unless it's nighttime, you can still see through at nighttime. They don't right. do that. But during the day. You cannot see out. It's probably to convey that singularity of focus. Like it's like, okay, this is the only thing that I'm I can focus on. This is the only thing that has my entire attention. Right? The the that I'm a spy. I have to get to this. I have to get to these this nickel. I have to find it under the under the park bench. Uh, and I have to get back to my house. I think what was fascinating from the beginning is you have him painting a self portrait. I think it's fascinating to to begin the movie like that because it's him seeing himself, how he sees himself. Yeah. And to compare, to juxtapose the comparison of his actual face when he turns around to what he's looking at, it's, it's a fascinating thing because the whole film is about, you know, who, who is what, he? Yeah, who is he? And also, what face are you showing to whom? Yeah. And I think that's what's so fun. And through the whole, like everybody, Tom Hanks, the lawyer, the German lawyer who is from The Lives of Others, that, that uh, German film was really great. Uh, with Abel Gans, and then uh, uh, the other guy is a, uh, I think it's a Swedish actor, is very well, well known Swedish actor who plays Which the one? Russian guy. The Russian? The Russian. That guy was great. That was fucking great. Yeah, he was great. Every one of those scenes. I, I, you know, what is the rush? What is rush? Yeah, exactly. It makes sense from his end. It's yeah. just like you've had our guy for months. Yeah. Why can't we hold on to your guy for months and see what we get out of, uh, we have no idea what he spilled to you. This is not a good deal. Yeah, exactly. And he's <laughs> not wrong. No, no, right. Yeah, but at the same time, maybe the guy hasn't spilled anything. Yeah. And of course, he was going to get shown the back seat. There was never going to be any embrace. Yeah, yeah. Knew it before it happened. Yep. He's like, this is what you need to watch out for. And he's like, you're going straight to the back seat, man. But, You've been gone too long. And that's good script, though, isn't it? Because uh, he has that scene with Tom at the beginning, and he says, the man who stands. You know, you, yeah. think, you think he's kind of insulting Tom because he says, you remind me of a guy. Yeah, the, you know, I don't know. You, right. A man who's resolute yeah, in his convictions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of but a true, an actual someone to, like, he understands why his father said, watch this man. Yeah. Pay attention. Yeah. This guy lives by an honor that is commendable, respectable, and that, you know, I admire. Yeah. And then to see that, but. And in the end, they both were. Him and the Russian spy, uh, Hanks and the Russian spy, were both. Yeah, just in that the pilot you know, is, and they all have good intentions. They're right. doing it for what they believe is the right thing. But neither one gives anything up. Yeah, you know that we know of. That we know, of, right? Well, I mean, who knows you know. what's been declassified at this point? But yeah. there's still all the black marker over. <laughs> Even <laughs> they declassify, there's still things that aren't. <laughs> like those Nixon tapes. Uh, what did you think about um, the like the whole uh, the snow? Like I don't want to say this. The starkness of the East German. Experience versus what the yeah, rest well, of the world? The scene, like the sets and the the decay of like. Do you, do you, what, I don't know. Well, was that a statement on like? What did you think? I don't know how true that was because yeah, you know, after World War II, Berlin was destroyed. Yes, and then that's why we created created the Marshall Act of trying to revitalize Europe because we need them to buy our goods. Right. So if we pump money and basically we're just creating a market for ourselves in the future. Yeah. And if that was kept from the East and they didn't get those funds to rebuild, then they would be living in rubble. Right. And if it is, you know, truly that bad where it's just, there's nothing. There's lines for everything. Right. What do you find? You, we want dirt? There's lines for dirt. There's right. lines for, it is, I, I just don't know how real that is. I assume it's fairly accurate. Yeah. Because um, I don't know, I don't recall ever hearing the Soviets trying to reinvest to build the infrastructure back up. Right. Right. But once again, I don't know. 
Yeah, it's, I, I read a review of the film by uh, this historian, and he said actually some of the representations are not correct, that East Berlin was built up a lot more than that at okay. the time. But um, but who can, like, I, but I don't know. Like, I don't, like, who knows, what area were they driving through that it could have still been? Yeah, it was. Out? We don't know, right? That train area didn't seem so bad yeah. where the train was going over the track. Like, yeah. all right, the down there looked like everybody had a nice house, but yeah. where uh, Pryor got locked in, that seemed like, you know, a concrete shantytown almost. There's just yeah. bombed out buildings everywhere, and there's rubble, and they're just kind of taking that and building a wall out of it almost. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know the truth of what the reality was at that time because I didn't live it. And I don't know anybody that does. Right. So, did you ever, any, did you ever feel any stress or tension through the film in those moments? Not a lick. Trying to get through. Not a lick. Yeah, you always thought he was. Gonna it's make Tom it Hanks. That stuff. It's that's the. I'm gonna shoot him in the back of the head. <laughs> yeah, it's that's the only fault of any movie like this. Yeah, yeah There's yeah. no real peril because why else would the guy sign on unless yeah. it's a really great, interesting hook or twist or something, yeah. and it's going to be iconic, but. Yeah, no, never once. <laughs> uh, I thought the shakedown for the coat was going to end up being worse. Oh, yeah, me too. I thought, you know, money and this and oh, passport, and it was going to fuck him up, up a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it didn't seem to. The CIA guy was good. I thought that actor did yeah. a really good job as his counterpart. Can't think of what else he's been in. No, he hasn't been in much. He's a theater actor. He, like, won some Drama Circle Award recently, and so they, this is one of his first few films. Like, big roles in a film. Yeah, so he did well. He did really well. Um, and I love that scene, where, that old school like kind of spy scene where he comes out. Tom Hanks comes out in the rain with the umbrella, and he thinks oh, yeah, he's and he hides behind. He hides behind the car. It's such he a thinks great he got twist. away with it. Yeah, yeah. I love but that. He's never found in deficit. I think that's what's so fascinating about that character. No matter what situation Tom Hanks, the character, is in, he finds his way out of it through negotiation, whether it's hard or soft. Or or uh, compromising negotiation with every scene, he's able to figure out his way. Like he convinces the judge not to kill him, not to kill uh, the um, Russian spy Rudolf Abel. He he convinces the CIA guy that you can't stop me from making this negotiation. Yeah, you can't. Like, you asked I, me to do this, right? I'm not under your jurisdiction. Yeah, I'm under no one's. Well, when he's in the CIA, when the CIA guy comes from behind him and they go to the to have a drink, Tom Hanks has a hard negotiation with him and walks out because he's like, you're not gonna tell, you're not gonna yeah. fuck with me. And so it's all these things that he's always – with the German guy, with the fucking Russian guy, he plays it up with the Russian guy because the Russian guy likes to have his ego struck, likes to feel like he's – they're having a good time, but he's still firm what he believes. With the German guy, it's more stark. It's more different because things are more black and white. Well, it's also two lawyers. Right, two lawyers as well. That as well, yes. Absolutely. Which I love the early on talking about the accident. Oh, yeah. My guy didn't have five, five accidents. He had one accident. It's just like, no, well, that is a world view. That's a specific view. In reality, I side with the other lawyer of, no, no. you hit five separate yeah, exactly, people. Those are exactly. five separate claims. Exactly. But to pull that up later when he was like, this isn't a two, three separate deals. Right. This is just one man for, you know, it's a one, one, and one. And yeah. why are we trying to overcomplicate this? Yeah. And, yeah, I, I that, the idea of him acting in the best interest of, of the two detainees, yeah. which I think he did the, the smart thing of leveraging this kid means nothing to you. And I love that discussion with the attorney general from the German oh, yeah. to GDR. Yeah, oh my God. With his subordinate. Yeah. Oh, and he talks to him. He's like, so great. I want you to tell him that basically this is all going to be on his head and he has to tell Russia. Yeah. And in reality, Russian spy is much more valuable than pilot and student. Yes. 
So if you can get all of them back for yeah. the cost of this one guy who actually knows secrets, right. knows potentially other spies, knows how they trade secrets, how they get things across, maybe what missions or plans, like, this guy's worth something. Yeah. This is a fucking pilot, and he only knows so much, just like right. we don't tell our pilot shit, because yeah. why would you? No. They're, they're testosterone-driven, drunken idiots, more than likely. <laughs> Whoa. Well, well, I'm just saying. Whoa, man. <laughs> all the stereotypes, like, we've all seen the right stuff. Those guys are hard living on the edge of, like, they're adrenaline junkies. Yeah, but those aren't spy pilots. Those are fucking NASA pilots. But it's the same thing. Those guys just got basically... Oh, you mean pilots in general? Well, yeah, but the ones that do the B2, they're almost, you know, just kind of like, yeah, you took those tests. Now you're doing this. You have no say in the matter. Right. And no one's allowed to know. We're only going to tell you so much. Yeah. You know, yes, these cameras can take this much, right. but you don't know anything beyond that. You don't yeah, know where you don't it goes. Know what you're taking pictures. Exactly. You these don't have the, the slightest clue. We're only yeah. telling you so much. Right, right, right. Because right. if you get caught, then we're only exposed so much. Yeah. Um, it was interesting that they, you didn't know that they were jump Like, they were, he was in there for years. Like, he was in there for three years, the uh, Francis Gary Powers, the American guy. He was in there for three years. Okay. So you don't Yeah, they know make that. it seem like a yeah, six months saying. to a year. They make it seem as like it's a really quick thing, and it's actually been for a long time. So who knows how many times he was going back and forth between Russia and the States, um, or Germany, rather, and the States, uh, the Tom Hanks character. That's what I was fascinated by, because he didn't just show up and then negotiate in like two weeks. It took a long time. Yeah. And so like this whole thing that I'm on a business trip, my wife's waiting. Like, I wonder how much of that is an embellishment. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm sure a ton of it. Storyline, yeah. Well, yeah, if it's three years and they compressed a lot of negotiations down into six days. Right. You know, right. but kind of have to for the sake of the story because the thing's already going pretty long. Yeah. And like yeah. I said before, they could have fleshed out other aspects. And now if we have them jet-setting back and forth and back and forth, yeah. then the story's going to take forever to get to fruition. Right, and how much is his wife really believing this? Yeah. Business every and now it's like every couple months he's leaving for yeah. a week or something. And right. Yeah, I think it's better just to get it over and done with. Right. Uh, is there anything else you want to say about the film, the cinematography or anything, or the direction? Um, I thought it was good. I thought the you know they did a great job on the costumes and set design. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and I liked a lot of the, like the smaller care, like the policeman that gets in his face. So why would you do this? Oh yeah, when he's at his house and the detectives trying to like oh, that's right ward him off. Such a great moment. Yeah, but it's it is kind of like the general consensus. I'd assume was yeah. that everybody was just like this guy deserves to die. Right? Why are you sticking? Are you a communist? Right. Because uh, you're not American. But that's what's going on now, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You're a socialist? Oh, you're. this is what I mean. There's echoes of it in now. And yeah. a lot of people accused Lincoln of being his his uh, thing for Obama, like his film for Obama. He was comparing Lincoln to Obama. Like he made Obama's Lincoln. <laughs> and that's what a lot of people said about Lincoln. All right. I've never I, heard that before, but... Yeah, you can make a case for that, yeah, sure. I guess you could. I mean, if you wanted to look, Google it, there are articles that discuss it, and I was just like, I'd never heard that either until I was reading about this film and people's reviews of this film, and 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 they were saying that they that he had done that with Lincoln, and I was like, well, what what is the deal? And so this even, is the answer to the critics saying he, there was too much of an Obama love fest, right? Okay. And and even Austin Stowell, when I interviewed him, he said he kind of let it be known that certain people were saying the film was anti-American. Because it was saying how you know how mean people were to this. I think they were Russian just scared and confused. Life. Right. This is what real life is. It doesn't have to be anti-American or pro-American. It's just like this is how people react. This is how people. Flip well, out. look, you're sold a bill of goods. Like his son, when they they have all that thermonuclear war oh, day, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he comes home and it's like this needs to be done because. I can't imagine all of a sudden that doesn't exist. To there's a bomb that could destroy yeah. everything. Yeah. And just, let's watch it on a student film. 
on the microfiche or whatever it was with yeah. black and white things so it can scare you even more and tell you and, bullshit. And as well it should. Yeah. A thermonuclear device is a scary proposition. Just liquidating everything within a certain blast radius depending on how far up into the atmosphere you exploded like yeah. There's a certain point at which there's a sweet spot, and if you get it to explode in this altitude above, it will do much more devastation and damage than if we let it hit the ground, because right. the physical barriers of the ground will eventually slow down the reactions and contain the energy, whereas if we do it just a little bit in the air, guys, <laughs> we could spread that energy out over a larger distance and do more destruction. We'll I mean, it's okay. evil. Somebody sat down and crunched the numbers, and it's like, this is the most efficient way to kill the most you know, yeah. number of people or destroy the most buildings. I mean, that shit is... Like, you ever seen The Fog of War? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The McNamara. When, yeah. Well, McNamara's talking about the fire bombings oh, goodness. in Japan. And he's like, look, if we lost, I'm a war criminal for those things. Yep. We destroyed more in the fire bombings than we did with the nuclear attacks. Yeah. And then they start rifling off the numbers. And you're like, oh, my fucking God. I did not know that we did that until that documentary. Now I've read, like, articles right. and whatnot on it. But you're like, Jesus. I mean, we'd already destroyed so much of the country. You know, they're all wooden buildings. Guess yeah. what? We're just going to drop in firebombs, yeah. massive Molotov cocktails, and just this watch them burn. That's the thing, Matt. What you, it's a great thing you say, Matt. It's, it's, there's a lot of knowledge out there. People don't have the time to go look for it. They're too busy trying to live their lives, but they think they can make these honest assessments about situations, about complex situations or multi-layered issues. Like, they're going to just fucking... They can't balance their checkbook, but they can tell you what the fuck's going on. Fuck out of here, man. Do your research, do your work, but a lot of people can't. And so it's like, you know, but... Yeah. I think, yeah, just there's so many issues and they're all so complex that they're who really has the time hard. to really sit down and yeah. delve into all of them? Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, and this is and then the film. There's a lot of that in the film. The you know there's a lot of issues being brought up that that takes a little more time to navigate and figure out and all the different things, the different parties that have to get involved. So it's a, it's just to negotiate a hostage transfer. Yeah, which should be an easy proposition. Yeah. Imagine negotiating pieces of land, yeah, or whatever. But I just love that. My favorite Sovereign. part was all the statecraft. We can't acknowledge you, yeah. And you're sitting there watching, going, "Yeah, that that sounds about right." That's because a- if it goes south of cheese, right, we can't be at fault. So we need deniability, and yeah. you're going to provide that for and us. You're going to be the nice cover for yeah, us. Yeah, you might be cannon fodder. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. But we'll find out. I guess. See you back here in a couple of weeks. It's, yeah, it's don't forget it's the marmalade. Yeah, I know. I love that. That was great. I didn't understand the joke, though, at the end of that when he got it from the specific store. Yeah, it was a grocery store on the corner, so he never got it from London. Oh, that's what she yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, That's why, you know, who <laughs> just, knows? It was just on a corner. And he's like, I know, I'm sorry. I just, uh, so, you know, it was funny. That was one thing, that all the relationship jokes with all the elderly couples yes. slayed. Oh, really? Slayed. Oh, they course. loved it. When he was trying to hold her hand at dinner, and she oh, eventually yeah. just swats at it. I haven't heard a general laugh across the board like that in a while. Where I'm, trust me, my wife and I were the youngest in there. By like, decades? if you took the median age, yeah. we were younger by than the median age, probably by thirty years. Wow. Yeah, there were some people that should have had oxygen tanks. Like, <laughs> oh, it was an old. I've never been in a room full of that many old people seeing a movie. It's crazy. You're doing a, you're doing a bit right now. You're just no, not at all. Stand up comedy right now. Not at all. <laughs> Uh, but any like jokes like that, like really soft pedal, yeah. but good, well crafted, great for the characters' jokes. Right, just destroyed in the room. And you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Trust me, I've tailored my act before for oh, it's a room full of X and above. Yeah. All right, I will take out these because they're not going to like those jokes. And you push in these, and you do more family stuff and stuff like that. Right, you got to assess move. your crowd. That's a smart move. Yeah, they got to like you. <laughs> All right, is there anything more you want to say, man? 
Uh, no, I mean, I, you would know, you recommend it? Would you recommend it? I would say if you're into like any kind of political, yeah, movies, absolutely, it's worth to see. Uh, do I think it's an Oscar contention? No. Will it potentially be? Yes, because it's Spielberg and Hanks. Oh yeah. Well, I think Hanks. I think Rylance will definitely be nominated for Best Supporting Actor. You think so? I think that's certainly possible. I think it's in the realm of possibility. I think they went to the well one too many times with that joke. Would it help if I was? Oh, yeah. The third time on the bridge, it was just like, the second one was good, guys. The third one was getting greedy. I think there's only three. Yeah. Don't mess around with the master of comedy, Matt. No. Well, it's not even. It's just <laughs> the first time was great. Yeah, it was very good. Would it help? And just like the idea that you're so detached because yeah. you've already made your peace. You knew that if you ever got caught, that's been in your mind since day one. Yeah. So you had to make your peace with that at some point. Right. And this is how you're assessing it. And I bet you on some level, you're kind of relieved. Like, okay, it's over. Right. I don't have to hide anymore and live in constant kind of fear. Yeah. And the logic actually, in some fucked up way, makes sense. Yeah. There is no point in worrying. Things are going to happen. happen. Exactly. I can't change the outcome. Me worrying doesn't make it so. What am I? The only thing that's going to change if I tell them I'm a spy and then start helping the government. And that's not going to happen. So kill me. Do whatever you're going to do. Take me out. Uh, Okay. Well, that's our review. I would recommend it too. I, I would say a matinee. I would say go see it at matinee. I wouldn't say pay full price. Sure. Uh, that's how I determine value of films. I say like, is it a cool one to go see for six bucks or eight bucks in a matinee? Definitely. It's good. It's definitely an afternoon film. You don't have to watch it at night. No. Uh, you could do a lunch afterwards or a lunch before like you did. Yeah. By the way, do you, do you avoid pizza when you go and have lunch with your dad? Stepdad? What? Well, I mean... Because you guys have a pizzeria. We do, but like, she never brings me home pizza. Oh, okay. Unless I specifically ask for it. There's a pizza of, a, of the month. Oh, nice. They're only around for, obviously, the 30 days. Yeah. So I'll have her bring me home one of those every month. Right. But uh, it's also a function of, like, you know, being a former fat guy. Oh, There's yeah. certain foods that are just like, I don't want to because... Carbs. Well, it's, it, yeah, I'm not going to have a slice. I'll have four slices. Right. And that's not healthy. I hear you. Yeah, it's that and, like, burgers and fries. I won't do that either. I'll have the occasional burger every once again, but I've cut off fries and it's been tough. Yeah. But it's been so long now that I don't care. Every once again, I'll pick and have like one or two, but I just don't because I can eat three extra large McDonald's fries. No problem. It's just like, these things are delicious. I can just pound these down, man. I used to love that. Yeah, it is. It's delicious. (laughs) All right. Well, after that sidebar, let's uh, let's wrap it up here. (laughs) Bridges Pies. By the way, you, you live in Southern California, you like pizza. No bullshit. It is phenomenal. And I will. What is my wife's pizza. Well, tell her, pitch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. It's okay. called Two Saucy Broads. If you live in Fullerton, go down, check it out. It's fantastic. I, I've been meaning to bring you. I was going to have some, like, oh. everyone eventually. I would have loved Just some. be like, hey, you want to, you know, if you're coming over, we know we're going to do a bunch of these. I can have pizza. It's not Next a problem. It's easy time. enough. All right. I'll yeah. limit you to one. I'll have the other three. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you, you know, here, here are your options, or we can do off-menu oh. stuff. Yeah. What's she does an off-menu uh, vegetarian pizza for me and her that is... So I hate vegetarian pizza. I need meat. Pete, yeah, exactly. Pizza has meat. It ain't pizza if it doesn't have meat. But this is the only <laughs> exception I will make. And be like, but if you're going to do that one, I will fucking eat that because it is delicious. Wow. Oh, yeah. It's like a roasted artichoke and a, there's so these sautéed onions. And it's all these things that she has on the menu, but it's not on one pizza. And she and I like all these things. And we're like, right. let's fucking get that. That's, That's smart. Uh, but, yeah, two oh. saucy brats. Check it out. Two saucy brats. I will bring. I've been meaning to bring pizza right. a few times now. In Fullerton. Fullerton, yeah. Fullerton. All right. Maybe we can get them to sponsor the show. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I brought it up. Trust me, it's put been it a conversation. Put it in the budget. I put it. I made. It, she's not against it. And, well, then, anytime if, if anybody's listening and you go to Two Saucy Broads in Fulton, mention the top ten show. If the enough people show up, I'm sure it'll convince them. There yeah, you go. exactly. We can get enough. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Matt and I both recommend the movie. Yeah. Uh, please keep rating us on iTunes. Yeah. Definitely. And um, talk to you guys on YouTube. Yeah. Take care.